continue with what pastor started in the month of uh, august from romans chapter 12 verses 1 and 2 and this morning i wanted to share with you on the renewed mind last three weeks we have received some excellent teaching from romans 12 1 to 2 first week we saw steps to living a transformed life humility our motives and reasons and appeal to our mind and the second week we heard about building walls around our mind from the book of nehemiah clear the rubbles and build the wall and last week steps to transform life second part involves the mind the heart and the body and uh, this too this week too we shall see from romans chapter 12 verses 1 and 2 we will read that scripture on the screen Therefore I urge you brothers and sisters on account of God's mercy to offer your bodies as living sacrifices holy and pleasing to God which is your spiritual service of worship do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind then you will know then you will be able to test and prove what is the good pleasing and perfect will of god research shows that 75 to 98% of mental physical and behavioral illness comes from one's thought life devil's ultimate aim is to lead us to the path of destruction the first step for the devil to attack is to is to attack for, for us to to hit at us is to attack and attract our minds he wants to attack our minds and he wants to attract our minds if you read genesis chapter 3 uh, the bible tells us that how devil tempted eve he appealed to her mind first just think of it eve's mind was uncorrupt it does not fallen it was having a wonderful relationship with god but it could be corrupted with a lie so easily and devil knew that it could trap eve's mind and pull her down and now spirit of god is advising us to renew our minds after we present our bodies as a living sacrifice and paul says on account of god's mercy holy spirit he says is appealing to our mind to renew our minds Romans 1 to 11 it talks about christian theology but romans 12 onwards it talks about christian ethics how we should live and here he starts off be transformed by the renewing of your mind and then he goes on to say then you will be able to test and approve what is the good pleasing and perfect will of god we will be able to walk into that state where we will be able to understand the will of god we will be able to walk in that pleasing will of god we will be able to submit our will to the will of god and before a born again experience our mind was devil's free workshop devil could lead us in the way we want our minds were belonging to him and what it was how it was of a mind first one is it was a mind that was opposed to god 
it was a mind that was opposed to god our souls are saved but our minds heart and body are yet to reach perfection first sin appeals to our mind then it enters our eyes our heart and finally our body gives in and our spirits are corrupted five different types of minds opposed to god and god's ways we shall see this morning first first one it's called as a blind mind second mind that is opposed to god a blind mind second corinthians 4:4 paul talking about the unbelievers he says the god of this age that is this world system the god of this world system all the principles of this evil world has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of christ who is the image of god if you had watched the olympics opening ceremony uh, you would have seen some beautiful light works glorious light works it was amazing the way they had planned uh, the uh, japanese olympic committee to do the opening ceremony it was amazing the thought that has gone into it the work that has gone into it the light the beautiful light display but it has nothing compared to the light of the gospel that displays the glory of christ and that is he is the image of god but this glorious light also could be kept away from people why because the god of this age the god of this evil world system has blinded the minds of the unbelievers blinded his mind symbolically means the eyes of the mind that is the faculty of knowing understanding is blinded the faculty of knowing and understanding is blinded we were once in this condition even believers can be blinded even though it is not just once we were in this condition because we unbelievers the bible says even the believers can be blinded 1 john chapter 2 verse 9 to 11 the bible tells us if anyone claims to be in the light but hates his brother he is still in the darkness whoever loves his brother remains in the light and there are, there is no cause of stumbling in him and the next one but whoever hates his brother is in darkness and walks in darkness he does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded his eyes the darkness hate and darkness has blinded the eyes the minds of people we can be spiritually blind if we have hatred and bitterness and unforgiveness deep inside our heart and that's why paul says be transformed by the renewing of your mind this is a mind that is opposed to god be transformed by the renewing of your mind the next one is the corrupt mind or depraved mind second timothy chapter 3 verses 8 to 9 Paul writes to him and says just as Janus and some Jambres opposed Moses so also these teachers opposed the truth they are men of depraved minds as far as the faith is concerned are rejected but they will not advance much further for just like them their folly will be plain to everyone yes these are the people ancient writers say were opposed to moses when moses was standing before pharaoh there were people who were coming and opposing moses that the the blindness 
the the at uh, the spiritual blindness has corrupted their mind and their minds were depraved depraved means corrupt corrupted perverted deviant degenerate debased degraded immoral and such people will never think of anything good it is impossible for them to think anything good and the bible say the oppose the truth the oppose the truth and in turn are rejected they will never advance much forward they will advance even now today the wrong teachings the wrong doctrines that are going on in the world which is opposing even the truth are advancing but they will the bible say they will not advance much further there's only a limit and after that nothing they have rejected the truth and in turn are rejected and our minds were corrupted and depraved once that is why paul is saying be transformed by the renewing of your mind the third one is the hardened mind or deceived mind second corinthians chapter 3 verse 14 the bible say but the people's minds were hardened and to this day whenever the old covenant is being read the same veil covers their minds so they cannot understand the truth and this veil can be removed only by believing in christ there are people whose minds are hardened and they have a veil covering over them they believe a lie such minds of proud of what they know and resist the truth they believe a lie they think that what they know is enough you find that everywhere hardened mind i can i'm not going to submit this is what i believe this is what is very comfortable for me this is what i enjoy and i'm not going to move ahead and the bible says in galatians 3 6 and verse 3 if anyone thinks they are something when they are not they deceive themselves people who are proud they think they know everything bible say they deceive themselves a deceived mind a hardened mind why is paul saying be transformed by the renewing of your mind because this is a mind that is opposed to god pharaoh is the best example of an hardened heart and mind he thought that what he had what he thought uh, what what he what he believed was the truth and he could go ahead and impose that on the people and the more he hardened his heart the bible says finally god gave him up to be hardened god knew this man is not going to change and just gave him up the next one is the carnal mind the carnal mind romans 8 verse 6 and 7 the bible says for to be carnally minded is death but to be spiritually minded is life and peace because the carnal mind is enmity against god for it is not subject to the law of god neither indeed can be the carnal mind paul is mentioning about people whose thinking is very carnal the mind that is governed by the flesh and the bible says it brings death it brings death and not only that it is an enmity against god it brings death and it is an enmity enmity against god just because this brings death does does not mean that god will intervene automatically and sadly many christians can slip into this carnal mindset it happens very subtly does not happen suddenly little compromises 
here and there and we open the door for bigger ones and finally our minds become carnal it's extremely important i speak from experience i'm not ashamed to say that because i know whom i believed and how true it is the gospel is how we can be carnally minded and it produces death you can never think of anything straight you can never think of anything good but praise god praise god the bible recognizes and say this is a mind that is opposed to god so that we can take steps to be transformed by the renewing of our mind if you put a frog in cold water if you put it in cold water and keep it on us uh, you know on a, on a, on a vessel it'll jump out but if you put it on a cold water and keep it on a stove slowly the water will begin to warm up and the frog will enjoy that little warmth and slowly the water will begin to the temperature of the water will begin to increase and finally it will cook the frog so it is with us it is very very subtle it just happens slowly it begins to go ahead and finally we come to a place of total destruction it's called as death spiritual death our minds will be dead once we reach this carnal mind stage only the filth of this world will be appealing to this mind only the filth of this world the putrid things of this world the destructive things of this world and a carnal mind is always filled with filth putrid and ugly thoughts and ugly things of this world and that is why paul is saying be transformed by the renewing of your mind this is a mind that is opposed to god anger wrath malice deceit jealousy pride lust and all of the works of flesh are evident here are evident here and paul is saying be transformed by the renewing of your mind the next one is a double minded person double mindedness james 1:8 says a double minded man and is unstable in all his ways such people will be in confusion and be restless and they will never be steady in anything they will never be steady in anything it is easy for such people to be swayed to believe anything they will go from doubts to height of faith and again to doubt they will show happiness with a group of believers and about about spiritual things and in a group of people who are opposed to the gospel or who are living in sin they will enjoy the pleasures of sin double mindedness and so many things can be spoken about double mindedness and when we are not firm in our minds trusting god it's a mind that is opposed to god and that's why paul is saying be transformed by the renewing of your mind the unrenewed mind is a blind mind corrupt or depraved mind it is a hardened or deceived mind carnal mind double mindedness if any of us including me have any inclination towards any of this may we ask god lord help me to be transformed by the renewing of your of my mind the next one is a mind that is in tune with god it's a mind in tune with god it's a renewed mind first one is spiritual minded 
Romans 8, 6, the Bible says to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Double bonus is life and peace. This state produces life and peace and this mind desires to live daily the life that God wants to give them. The life of God, they long for the life of God. It is not that, you know, they, they, they read the Bible, they pray, and then they carry on with their work or ministry. No, there's much more. There is a longing, a passion deep within. The mind is set on how sinful I am. How can I be transformed more and more and more? It searches, this mind searches the scriptures and seeks with longing to spend time with God. Is very sensitive to correction responds to correction and accepts correction, humbles self and seeks forgiveness for the wrong done. This mind relies on the strength of the Holy Spirit. This mind knows everything that they have in them or have in their life is a gift from God. They rely on the mercy of God, the rich mercy of God, the abundant grace of God. And the great love of God. This mind will be willing to serve God. And will get involved in serving God in some capacity or the other. This mind will never be just a Christian. But this mind will be something more. Wanted to walk with God. Spiritual mindedness is life and peace. No matter what happens in our life. Or whatever loss comes. Or whatever struggles comes. This mind will be set on the life of God and enjoy the peace of God. And Paul says, this is a mind that is in tune with God. Then you will be able to test and approve what is the good, pleasing and perfect will of God. The next one is a sound mind or sober mind. Second thing, Second Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. New International Version says, For the Spirit of God gave us, uh, gave us, does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Sound mind, self-discipline, is a Greek word derived from the world that denotes uh, self-control, temperate, sober-minded, modest, and chaste. These people have a stable or steady-minded. They don't get swayed by whatever is thrown before them. Their minds are sound. They are, they are able to discern that comes their way. It is very easy to be sidetracked these days. There's so many avenues through which we can listen to Christian messages, but not sadly, all Christian messages, ministries that come are leading us in the right path. You and I have to be really, really discerning. You and I, during these days, have to ask, Lord, help me to be sound mind, sober minded. Let me not be carried away by anything that comes my way. Devil is very crafty through, through, to, to lead us astray into wrong teachings, into wrong doctrines. There are so many. Sadly, some of the things are coming from some people who are famous. Just, just because someone is famous does not mean that person is right. Be very careful. Be very careful. If, you're, if you can train your mind 
to be in tune with god by asking god to give you a sound mind a sober mind and the next one is service mind and a submissive minded one philippians 2 and verse 3 let nothing be done through strife or vain glory but in lowliness of mind humbleness of mind let each esteem the other better than themselves a heart to serve others i i picked up a book uh, you know from ELS and Baptist Hospital this week a beautiful book and one of my favorite um, uh, persons uh, in the christian ministry dr uh, reverend david wilkerson about his life amazing and uh, he says um, when you serve the needy the poor people and the people who cannot help you and bless you back you will see the blessing of god on your ministry you will see the blessing of god on the work that you do a mind we want to serve people not expecting anything submissive submissive to the leadership submissive husband and wife submissive to each other submissive to elders submissive to what the scripture says submissive to correction service mind going out of a way to serve someone who is in need the spirit of god rejoices because the bible tells us in matthew 20 26 it shall not be among you this is what jesus said it shall not be this way among you instead whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant and whoever wants to be first among you must be your slave just as the son of man did not come to be served but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many think of these things servant slave and serve those three words is highlighted servant slave and serve this is the way of the master this is the way that jesus chose himself to reveal god to you and me one famous preacher has said talk to yourself and say you are this you are that you are prosperous you are victorious you are the king you are the this you are that but here the bible say jesus said differently he said be a servant be willing to become a slave and also not only that show that by serving then you will be able to test and approve that which is good pleasing and perfect will of god a mind tuned with god servant service minded and submissive minded the next one is sacrificial minded matthew chapter 26 20 and 26 the bible says it shall not be this way among you instead whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant and whoever wants to be first among you must be a slave just as the son of man did not come to be served but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many give his life a ransom for many we ask god lord help me to be sacrificial jesus said when somebody asks you to go a mile go too he told that in a different context to the jews who understood what he said he was talking about the roman um 
the soldiers were putting loads on the people to carry it. And they said, if these people tell you to go with you one mile, go with them too. What it means, be sacrificial. And then Jesus says, I came to give my life. My, his mind was that. I came to serve. Now I have come to give my life. I came to serve. He knew that very well. He did it. In his mind, it was there. And also in his mind, he was focused and he said, no, I'm going to give my life. That was his, in his mind. And, gave, and to give his life a ransom for many, to all the people. He did this not only for the good people. You know something, the whole world is forgiven of all the sins. But the forgiveness will never become theirs unless they repent and turn to the master. Unless they repent and turn to the master. He gave his life as a ransom for many. May God help you and me to say, Lord, I want to be in tune with you. My mind in tune with you. Help me to be sacrificial minded. Help me to be sacrificial. Then you will be able to test and approve what is the good, pleasing and perfect will of God. Again, the same scripture. The next one is strong minded. Strong minded. Jesus was strong in his mind what he came for until the end. He said, I'm going to give my life. People were there telling him no. Peter said no. But he kept his mind. He went on to give his life. Paul said, nothing moves me. Nothing moves me. They said, don't go to Jerusalem. You will be caught and you will be killed. Paul said, nothing moves me. May you and I have this in our mind. Lord, let nothing move me. There are some phrases in the Bible that are very, very attractive, very powerful. And this is one among them where Paul said, nothing moves me. I am determined in my mind what I have to do, what God wants me to do and what I'm going to do. And he stood by it. I'm not saying stubborn-minded, strong-minded. There will be opposition. There will be there will be uh, there will be hurdles. There will be difficulties coming our way. But we have to be really strong-minded and a mind that is in tune with God. And this can happen with the help of the Holy Spirit. We will see that how we can be transformed by our mind. But let me tell you, this is a mind that is in tune with God. Then we will be able to test, approve what is the good and pleasing will of God. Our gracious God is willing to transform us. He wants to change us inside out. He wanted to help us every step of our way. He knows our devil, our mind can become devil's free workshop. It was once and once again the powers of darkness can capture our mind easily. But Praise God, we can be transformed in our mind. How to be transformed? That's what Paul uh, says to Romans. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be transformed. The mind has to be renewed. How can we transform by in, the, in our mind? First one is set your heart and mind on the master. Set your mind and 
a heart and mind on the master so many things can attract our attention our affection and devil wants to really attract us and attack us in the midst of all this we can determine and say lord i want to set my heart and my mind on you colossians 3 1 to 3 every day i use the scripture in my prayer because i know my mind has to be for god i use the scripture every day practically every day i use the scripture in my prayer i quote the scripture since then of course he gives the reason in chapter 1 and 2 since then you have been raised with christ set your hearts on things above where christ is seated at the right hand of god set your minds on things above not on earthly things for you died and your life is now hidden with christ in god set your minds on things above set your mind on things above we can be easily caught up with things of this world the family needs financial needs familiar work struggles and challenges so many decisions has to be made in a day how can we do it set your mind on things above it is a call for you and me to do it it's a voluntary action that you and i have to do set our mind on things above after this olympics some of the indian hockey or indian uh, sportsmen i was reading almost every one of their statements and it was amazing you know to find that what are the difficulties they faced but instead that instead of concentrating on those difficulties and problems they said we set our mind on the goal on the goal on winning a medal on winning a medal that was on our mind nothing else when india lost 17 to australia in hockey world into uh, olympics hockey they the captain and the team are saying we wanted to put that behind and say we will set our mind on our next target to to play well in the next match they set their mind on the medal and they were able to win a medal of course it was bronze but yet it was a medal set your minds on things above you know joseph in the bible is one of the finest characters from which we can learn so much he said one thing alone with potiphar's wife a seductress wanted to seduce him he had a heart to serve god he said how can he do this great wickedness and sin against god how can i do this great wickedness and sin against god this was his mind you know what was in his mind it was the dream that god gave him when he was small the mind was that one day he will be a leader one day he will be a blessing for him the palace or the at, at that time potipus wife or the pit or the problems that he went through did not distract him nothing moved him he said i am set my mind and i'm going to hold on to the dream that god gave him may you and i ask god lord i need your holy spirit
I need your help to set my mind on the things that you have called me for. Pray this prayer every day and say, Lord, what have you called me for from darkness into your marvelous light? My mind is filled with so many things, but I want to set my mind and heart on you. Help me. If you are sincere, you will see that happening in your life. And because only through the help of the Holy Spirit and confession, humility and prayer, our minds will be set on the master. It's a struggle. Please let me tell you, it's a struggle. I'm speaking from experience. To get this mind to think on God is a struggle. It's a challenge. But I praise and thank God. We have God's word. We have God's word. We have God's Holy Spirit. And also God is willing to listen to what we ask him. And he will do it. So Temple 10, the legendary American and British investor and a philanthropist said, if you think little of God, he will be far from you. If you think often of God, the Holy Spirit will dwell more in you. Theologically, this may be wrong, but I admire his heart. He was a rich man. He was an American and a British investor and a philanthropist. He had lots of money, but he was saying, think, don't think little of God. Think often of God, not more of God. Think often of God. Set your mind on the master. Our mind is like a garden. What we sow or plant will bring forth fruit one day. We, my wife and me, we like to you know, really work in the garden. And we find weeds sometimes. We sow some things. We take care of the main plant. But surrounding, there will be weeds coming up. And if we concentrate, we don't concentrate on removing the weed, the main plant will be affected. So we have to physically remove those weeds. Take care. So it is with you and me. Our mind is like a garden. We wanted to allow our mind to rest on the master all the time, our heart on the master. But there will be all these weeds of sin sprouting a little by little to distract you and me. And we can have a transformed mind by setting our heart and our mind on the master. The next one is set your minds on the magnanimous things. There are so many weak things or mean things in this world. Today, many, many people's mind are very mean, deceitful, malicious, spiteful. This is the world we live in. In the midst of all this, you and I can set our minds on the magnanimous things that is before you and me. We can choose what we want. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8, Paul said, finally, he gave a lot of advices. And then he says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable or good, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. There are people whose mind is 
tuned to doing evil how i can destroy him how i can destroy her how i can speak ill how i can carry tales how i can slander how i can con cause confusion my dear brother my dear sister for all such people the bible tells us in proverbs 6 read and see they will suddenly be destroyed and that without remedy very fearful scripture people who so discard people who get into all such mean acts and think that they are happy seeing the destruction and sorrow and pain of others the bible says suddenly they will be destroyed and here paul is saying set your mind on these good things what is true think of this not what you want it may be what you want may be evil false leave it but go to what is true this may not be to your liking or to good to you but that is true hold on to it and see the fruit of it coming to you one day what i was noble what i was just and pure because our god is a just god we will see that scripture later whatever is lovely and whatever is good anything is excellent or praiseworthy think about such things sometimes we are like prawns you know shrimps have you seen all the things are in its head and somebody said it goes about in the sea where it's smelling somewhere it's smelling somewhere actually it's carrying all the dirt on its head some many many shrimps are there in many churches and ministries many christians are like the shrimps carrying everything all the dirt on the head and looking dirt everywhere else but god is saying my son my daughter my brother my dear sister my loved one he say whatever is true think of it whatever is noble set your mind on it whatever is just desire it whatever is pure long for it whatever is lovely embrace it whatever is admirable begin to appreciate it if anything is excellent or praiseworthy think about such things not on the things that you can destroy others not on the things that could really harm our peace our joy our spiritual life set your mind on the magnanimous things a renewed mind a transformed mind sets his mind on magnanimous things david knew the wicked heart of saul but chose to respect him and keep away from indulging in vengeance and jesus was the most magnanimous person you and i can ever see in this world when he lived he always did good spoke good reached out with good when the hungry people were there when i read that scripture it really touched me he looked at the people and said give them something to eat it's not that the master did not know they had only few bread and few fish he knew that very well but he tells them give them something to eat that means you can still give something away you may not have everything but you can still give something away to others world is evil people are evil there is so many so much of evil going on but in the midst of all this as a follower of christ spirit of god is calling my son my daughter set your mind on the magnanimous things and love is needed to be magnanimous
love. Ask the ask God. Ask the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in Romans twelve two, then you will be able to test and approve what is good and what is the pleasing and perfect will of God. And finally, meditate on the mind of God. First one, set your mind on the Master. Second, think of the magnanimous things. Third, meditate on the mind of God, on the mind of God. The mind of God for all humans. First one is fair and just-minded. He is not partial. He is very just and very fair. There's no partiality with him. That's what the Bible says. And Psalm 25 and verse 8, good and upright is the Lord. In message translation says, fair and just-minded is the Lord. Therefore, he teaches sinners in the way. Good and upright, fair and just is the Lord. Meditate on the mind of God. Say, Lord, you're fair and just, but my mind is different. My mind is thinking of you know, harm and destruction and evil. Help me to have that mind. The next one is precious thoughts towards you and me. The mind of God has got some precious thoughts for you and me. Psalm 139 verse 17 and 18. After meditating the scripture long ago, this became one of my favorite. Of course, there are so many favorites, but this is one among them. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. God has got a thought for you and me. Who are you? Who, are, who am I? What is the righteousness that you and I can bring to God? What is the good that we can give it to God? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Given a freedom, we will do what we want. We will think what we want. Nobody will know. None of you will know what I'm thinking. During my free time, will I will not know what you're thinking for you know, about in your mind during your free time. None of us will know about each other, but God knows everything. But in the midst of all this, it amazes. He says, Psalmist says, How precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them. How plenty, Lord, it is. It's precious, it's plenty. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of the sea. When I'm awake, I'm still with thee. Yes, Lord. I get all types of thoughts. But when I'm awake, I'm not destroyed. I'm still alive. I'm with you. How precious to me are your thoughts, O oh God. How plenty are they towards me. If I count them, they, they would outnumber the grains of the sand. You and I should ask God, Lord, your mind is that towards me. Can I have the same mind towards the world, towards the people? Maybe someone who is hurting you, somebody who is spitefully treating you, somebody who is harming you. I remember long ago, I was a trainee in Chennai, Taj Coromandel Hotel. There was a man who was with me. I was put on the night duty. Both of us were in the kitchen. We have to get everything done for the next day morning breakfast. We would sit and eat around 11.30, 12 o'clock in the night, our dinner in the kitchen. And uh, next day morning, we will work, I'll work hard. 
I'll be, I'll do my best to be sincere because I was training. I want to really impress them. Next day morning, my chef will come. He will blast me for no reason. I will be shattered. I would wonder what is happening to me. Then one day I realized maybe this man who is with me is really doing some tricks. And I don't know how to handle it. And one of the nights I remember him telling me his wife is very sick. So he was worried. And then next day when I met him uh, for duty, I asked him, how is your wife? I was praying for her. I was, I was a 23-year-old boy. I said, I'm praying for her. How is she? That is the only sentence I said. And he was very happy. I saw a smile on his face. He says, thank you, thank you. And next day morning my onwards, my supervisor never shouted at me. I'm sure you get the message. I know this man was playing tricks, but when I began to say, I'm praying for your wife, everything changed. A human can think of something good, only a little good, not a great good. How much more a God, precious. May we ask God, Lord, help me to have those precious thoughts and let it be plenty, not according to what he or she is. Let it always be generous, Lord. And finally, thoughts to prosper us. We know that scripture very well. For I know the plans I have for you. These are the thoughts of God for you, me, for your wife, for your husband, for your family, for me, for my family, for my ministry, for my future, for everyone in this world. And these were the people Jeremiah was speaking to when, the, when he was speaking to those people. Those people were extremely evil. They have disobeyed God and they were going into exile. They were punished. But he brings this message of God and says, for I know the plans I have for you. What a heart of God. The cross will reveal the entire heart of God and mind of God for you and me. I have plans to prosper you, declare plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. A transformed mind will always think the good of others because the mind of God is such for you and me. I wanted to tell you a small funny story and I'm sure you can check you can have your answers ready and I will tell you who you are. The bathtub test during a visit to a mental asylum, a, a man asked, what is the, looked at the director and asked, what is the criteria by which you select people to be in this asylum? Well, said the director, I fill, a, fill the bathtub with water and then I give them a spoon, a teaspoon, a teacup and a bucket. And I tell them to empty the bathtub. And according to their selection of the equipment to empty the bathtub, I decide who should be in the mental asylum. So the visitor replied, of course, I know that they're going to use the bucket to empty it. And this director said, no, it's not the bucket. If a man is of a right mind, he will unplug the bottom of the bathtub and allow the run to water to run out and then looked at the visitor and said since you have given a wrong answer do you want a bed here i wanted to ask you how many of you said bucket 
I don't know. Thought about bucket. In case if it's so, be careful. I wanted to tell you, many of us think we know everything. The Bible says in Proverbs 23.7, as a man thinks, so is he or she. Our mind reveals who, we are, who you and I are. Renewed mind is spiritually minded, sober and sound minded, service and submissive minded, sacrificial and finally strong minded. But at the same time, for this reason, set your heart and mind on the master. Set your mind on magnanimous things. Meditate on the mind of God. Which way do our thoughts move with most pleasure? Are we most wise for the world or for our souls? Let us constantly ask God, Lord, help me, Lord, to have a mind that is in tune with you. God, help you and me. Renewed mind. I'm going to ask Captain Joe's, the team, to play a song. And as we listen, it's a Tamil song. As we listen to the song, I think uh, it'll be in Tamil. Uh, as we listen to the song, it talks about the last one. You know, it's in Telugu, it's in Hindi. The last stanza, I hope so. Let's uh, listen to the song, please. First, thank you and God bless you. Well, 
captain uh, in the song uh, the last stanza enadu ninaivum niyavai enadu moriyum niyavai that is you are my thought and you are my words without you can a day be day without you lord father i want you may god help you and me let's look to god in prayer father we thank you that your heart for us your mind for us is so wonderful father it's so great it's so gracious and so good we yield ourselves let our lives lord be one that will be marked by the thoughts that pleases you we are weak minded but you are strong and we are in you and you can make us strong lead us in your way thank you lord in jesus name i pray amen